the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to today's edition of The Plum Line, brought to you by Reasons for Hope, training and equipping a new generation to stand boldly on the Word of God. You can find information about them at r4h.com. That's the letter R, then F-O-R-H.com. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. I'll continue my visit with Dr. David DeWitt today as we continue discussing bioethics, particularly cloning and stem cell research from a biblical worldview. You can reach out to me to share your thoughts anytime at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Plum is P-L-U-M-B, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. Support for The Plum Line is provided by these fine business sponsors, EPS Wealth Management of Phoenix, who serves clients in several states. Call them for a no-cost, no-obligation conversation about your financial concerns, 623-537-3657. And Simple Turn, their online health resources teach your kids how health really works and how to avoid 90% of chronic disease. Get your family's free health course at mysimpleturn.com. If you're looking for a Bible college that, when you graduate, you will have little to no debt and receive the best Christian education, look no further. Whether you choose to go into ministry or come to simply learn the Word of God, Northeast Ohio Bible College is here. We offer classes at the college or online from the comfort and convenience of your home or use the classes for your Sunday morning or Wednesday night Bible studies. If Christian education is becoming to you, then you should be coming to us. Call today to schedule a class at 330-382-1151 or go to neobc.org. Have you ever tried to buy gold and silver and felt like you were talking to a used car salesman? That's because the precious metals industry is like the Wild West. Salesmen can say pretty much anything or make any promise they want without repercussion. But Genesis Gold Group is different. They're a faith-driven Christian precious metals company and believe in educating their customers, not pressuring them for a quick sale. Genesis Gold Group focuses on customer service, not sleazy marketing. Genesis Gold Group is named after the first book of the Bible for a reason. Proper stewardship of wealth is their specialty. Find out why they've earned a 5 out of 5 rating through the Better Business Bureau and how they can help you secure your wealth or retirement through physical precious metals. Call right now to learn more. 800-239-8132 That's 800-239-8132 On today's edition of The Plum Line, I'm your host Jay Rudolph and I am very pleased to once again be joined by Dr. David DeWitt. He is the Dean of the College of Arts and Sciences at Columbia International University in Columbia, South Carolina. We're talking about bioethics, specifically the cloning and stem cell aspects of bioethics from a biblical worldview. And Dr. DeWitt has a Ph.D. in neuroscience, so these are good topics for him to discuss, something that he deals with, addresses, 
thinks about, reads about a lot, I'm sure. And so we want to get the kind of the latest information here. As I said at the end of the first show, Dr. DeWitt, I have not been hearing a lot about embryonic stem cell research. I haven't honestly been hearing a lot about human cloning as well. And I'm kind of wondering if this is because maybe there's been a little bit of an awakening and preventing of human cloning. I know there were kind of, I guess I'd call them rogue efforts. I don't remember. Was it Chinese scientists or somewhere that I heard, you know, were going to try to go forth regardless of what the international community <laughs> said about it. But where are we kind of standing in this whole human cloning aspect? Is there just kind of a hold to try to hold it off or... Uh, I'm not convinced that research in that area has stopped as much as it's just kind of gone under the radar mm. and staying out of the news. I know George W. Bush had put in some specific restrictions on what could be funded regarding stem cell research in the U.S. and I'm aware of the number of researchers that just went overseas. Sadly, I think a a lot of it is continuing. The reality is adults have stem cells, and you can do research with adult stem cells and actually get, in some cases, better results than you can with embryonic stem cells. But the adult stem cells tend to be less, the term is plastic, they are more limited in what types of tissue they can become, whereas the embryonic stem cells can become almost anything. And so they're more flexible, and so that's why scientists surprised them and claimed that they would be able to cure all kinds of diseases when, in actuality, you would get better outcomes with adult stem cells. Yeah, and I've kind of noted when this was in the news a lot more exactly what you just said, and it seemed as all these companies and research grants and everything that were going for embryonic stem cell research just kind of disappeared, just fizzled out because, yeah, they weren't getting the results. And the sad thing is, though, in the process, they were taking these stem cells, for the most part, from aborted babies, right? Correct, which is horrific. Yeah. So hopefully that's been relegated to, well, I wish it was completely relegated to the ash heap of history, but I'm sure, as you said, there are probably some that are still involved or trying to do that. But I think the successes of the adult stem cell research have, as you said, too, kind of maybe put this to rest a a little bit because there have been some really good advances in terms of stem cell research, haven't there? Correct. And you can get good stem cells from bone marrow, from cord blood. So there were plenty of other options and sources besides aborted babies. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about the ethical aspect of this. And one thing I would say is that we want to focus our attention on the biblical worldview, but regardless of whether you hold to a biblical worldview or even a you know more secular humanist worldview, we'd hope that people would value life And yet, that's exactly the problem that we see with a lot of these things is a devaluing of life, whether it's cloning or stem cell, you know, especially embryonic stem cell research, there's a devaluing of life involved in these. Right. And one thing that I would really like to emphasize is we don't see in Scripture, it doesn't say, thou shalt not use embryonic stem cells. It doesn't say, thou shalt not clone. So you don't see these kinds of statements. 
but we can derive from scriptural, from biblical principles, what is appropriate and what isn't appropriate. Um, I used to, when I taught bioethics in regards to animal research, for example, I would say, well, the Bible doesn't say whether we can or can't use animals in research. But what we do see is that animals are created by God. The righteous man cares for his animals. The sparrow doesn't fall to the ground apart from the knowledge of the Father. So we see these things, and yet also animals were used for food, they were used for sacrifice, they were used for clothes, they were used for labor. And so animals were meant to be cared for, but they were meant also for human benefit that we would have dominion over them. And so we can apply those principles to animal research. In the same way, we can see what the Bible says about what we do with humans. We were never given dominion over other humans. And the Bible's clear about thou shalt not kill. That's in reference to people, not in reference to animals. And so we can see that killing babies to get their stem cells and or making human clones and then destroying them after they reach a certain stage is not consistent with what the Bible permits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to read a couple sentences here from a piece that I found at compellingtruth.org. It's an affiliated site with gotquestions.org, one of my favorites, dealing with this issue. And just wanted to have you comment a bit on this. They say, regarding a Christian perspective on cloning, there are a couple of issues to consider. First, there's nothing in the Bible, and this is kind of what you were referring to, to indicate that developing a fertilized egg with the same genetic material as an adult is wrong. Twins have the same genetic material. Also, there's nothing unbiblical about fertilized performed outside of the body in vitro fertilization cloning are both accomplished this way there's nothing patently unscriptural about the mechanical development of a clone blastocyst from that point onward however problems abound and so they're looking kind of at the you know the scientific processes there and how those things can take place and you know bringing up in vitro fertilization things like that and how there can be scientific benefit and benefit to humans from some of these things but then when you take the step beyond to get into to what I guess we could call reproductive cloning is where we really get to the, I guess, ethical issues, huh? Yeah, well, that, that's where it gets really nasty and messy. But I wouldn't be so sure that what they're saying about external fertilization and allowing to go to the blastocyst, I'm not sure that that's really biblically appropriate. Follow up on that, if you would, because, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Okay, because if you take the position that a new human life is born at conception, at fertilization, then if you create that individual in a Petri dish, let it go for a certain period and kill it, what you're doing is you're saying, that's fine, but after this point, it's not, okay? But from Scripture, it, it doesn't say when you can and can't 
right? Because in Scripture, God knew us before we were born. That's in Psalm 139. All the days written for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And so when you have a fertilized egg, there's an argument to be made that that's a unique human individual created in the image of God. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're kind of arbitrarily drawing the line that, oh, at the 32-cell stage or whatever, you know, that's when it's a unique individual, but we don't have anything from Scripture that would align to that. Mm, yeah. And, of course, this, too, gets into a really complicated thing that I've done another broadcast talking about infertility and in vitro fertilization a little bit. And, of course, you are, you know, you're creating uh, an embryo, basically, when you go through this. And there are, I don't even know how many millions of frozen embryos around the country and many more around the world as a result of IVF. And so, yeah, these are all tremendous ethical dilemmas in particular. So I hear what you're saying. It's something that we as followers of Jesus Christ, really, we have some dilemmas in our own minds over this, don't we? Correct. And, you know, Christians will disagree on that. But, right, we should be looking for what Scripture says rather than, you know, what we think. Yeah, I'm going to be conservative on that. Yeah, in all things, that should be our aim, regardless of what, you know, we may think. And that's the challenge, of course. The challenging part is to ensure that we are thinking biblically. It's easy to say, well, I've, I've studied the Scriptures, and this is what I believe to be correct on this. But being led by the Spirit is a challenge for all of us, making sure that we are thinking biblically and not with our own human wisdom or intellect. So that's a whole other subject, though, that we could easily spend uh, several broadcasts talking about how we go about doing that. And I encourage you to check out other editions of The Plumb Line because we have talked about that particular struggle and uh, difficulty as well. But we're going to continue discussing bioethics here and talk about cloning, uh, whether it's you know reproductive cloning, therapeutic cloning. Those are some terms that we'll get into a little bit more in just a, a bit here on The Plumb Line. I'm so very thankful for Dr. David DeWitt being my guest. Again, he's with Columbia International University in Columbia, South Carolina as we visit on the plumb line and thankful to you as well for tuning in. I would encourage you to reach out and say thanks to the business and ministry sponsors that you hear featured during the breaks here on the plumb line. They make it possible for the show to air in your area. And so if you can do business with them, utilize their services, that would be wonderful. At least say thanks for being a sponsor of the plumb line to them and reach out to me anytime at this email, the plumb line radio at gmail.com. Hey, by any chance do you know of any attorneys or aspiring attorneys who seek to make honoring Christ and following his word the centerpiece of their practice? Or maybe that describes you, an attorney who desires to practice as part of a firm that seeks to honor Christ and display his character to every client. The Brit, Iowa-based law firm, Sigrith, Jones, Lips, and Backey, is seeking to hire an attorney for their growing and active practice throughout North Central Iowa. Please reach out to them at 641-843-4451. While all of you in the Plumline listening family hopefully accept what the scriptures teach, that doesn't mean you have to sleep like the ancient Israelites did with a rock for a pillow and palm branches or fig leaves for a covering. 
You can rest in the comfort of my pillow sheets, mattress topper, comforters and blankets, and of course pillows while dressed in your cozy, comfy my pillow pajamas. And if you call to order right now, you can save up to 80% on many of their fine products by using the Plumline promo code. Just call this number, 800-613-6167, and the promo code will be entered in for you, 800-613-6167. Or simply visit this link, mypillow.com slash plumbline. That's mypillow.com slash plumbline. And don't forget the B at the end of plum, P-L-U-M-B, mypillow.com slash plumbline. If you have diabetes, listen up. If you have insurance, you can qualify for a continuous glucose monitor. With a CGM, you can continuously track your levels and trends and spend more time in range, significantly lowering your A1C. More importantly, a CGM eliminates the one thing most people with diabetes hate, painful finger sticks. Order your new continuous glucose monitor today. If you use insulin and if you've seen your diabetes care provider within the last six months, you may qualify for your own CGM right now. We'll do all the insurance paperwork and deliver your new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost to you. Medicare and most insurances will cover your CGM, so don't wait. Have your insurance handy and call the Aptiva Medical CGM Health Hotline right now. 800-369-7780. 800-369-7780. 800-369-7780. That's 800-369-7780. Thanks for tuning in to The Plum Line. I'm your host, Jay Rudolph. On the broadcast today, my guest is Dr. David DeWitt of Columbia International University in Columbia, South Carolina. We're talking about bioethics from a biblical worldview, particularly focused on cloning and stem cell research. And I mentioned as we went to the break, there's reproductive cloning, there's therapeutic cloning. The reproductive cloning is, if I'm understanding this correctly, with the intent or goal of bringing a cloned human life to birth, basically, it would be the goal of reproductive cloning, right? Yes, that would be correct. Yeah, and I think, you know, we probably don't have to go terribly far from an ethical standpoint on that. I think most people can see that that ethically is is just purely wrong from a biblical worldview or, or any worldview. And I don't know, maybe some question, if, is that really wrong? So I guess address that a little bit first. Well, for one thing, such an individual who they would grow up in, who's their mom, who's their dad, right? And like, if I get back to um, what I talked about, the cloned pet. So you have this beloved pet that dies, and so you clone it. But it might look the same, but it's not the same. Because even like with twins, they have the same genetics, but they're different. They're different from the time they're born. And what's interesting, if you look at twins as they age, their gene expression is different. Even though they have the same DNA, their gene expression is different because of the environment and just what they've been exposed to and what they've done. And so you can try to do a clone. It can't ever be exactly the same in terms of behavior and other aspects. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and another thing to note, too, is in the... You know, thousands upon thousands of attempts to accomplish, you know, this successful live birth of a clone. There will certainly be many deaths 
of individuals, humans, that uh, will be killed through that. And that also brings me to the other aspect of cloning, the therapeutic cloning, which is basically outright murder. We've talked already about, you know, harvesting stem cells from embryos that brings about the death of the embryo. Uh, and uh, sometimes the, you know, the embryos already been aborted and then they harvest the stem cells. But the point of therapeutic cloning, to my understanding, is basically the death of the clone so that the tissue can be harvested to benefit someone else. Right. And when it's put in that way, it doesn't sound quite as bad as I'll give you the same thing in a different scenario. So someone's born and they grow up a little bit and we harvest the organs and kill that individual to just basically grow up and be an organ donor. Mm. We would absolutely find that horrific. And it's even questionable, right? Sometimes a parent or parents might have a child that needs a bone marrow transplant. And so they might try to have another child that would be a donor match, right? That's very questionable in terms of the ethics when it's only to be a potential organ donor. But it's really the same principle. Hmm. Yeah. Which leads to something that I wanted to ask you about, and that is this whole factor of, so what if some phenomenal cure is discovered as the result of stem cell research, which involves the deaths of babies? Is that worth it? And I'll just go ahead and let you answer that from a biblical and ethical standpoint. I would hope that we would say no. Amen. You know, Jesus died for all, but it shouldn't be that people are born and bred to die for others. Mm. Well, and part of the problem is, if you come into this with the world view that you can do cloning here and until birth actually occurs, it's not a a person, it's not a a human being— if you come with that worldview, a non-biblical worldview, then it you know doesn't seem like any big deal. It's not an ethical quandary or dilemma to take the stem cells and try to help out other people. So it really comes down to the worldview. Absolutely. And, you know, I remember a quote from someone. They were talking, it was in reference to abortion, and they were calling it a potential human life. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, it's a unique human individual and alive. If it weren't alive, then we wouldn't be able to get live cells from it. And so it's also, it's human. It has human DNA. It's human chromosomes. So we're talking about a human life, not a potential human life. When my daughters were born, they weren't potential women. They were women from before the time they were born. Because a female has all of the eggs that they will have for their life before they are born. Right. People just sometimes add terms like potential or, right, and it's just semantic to try to cover up the reality of what they're talking about. Mm, 
Exactly. Well, we have just a couple minutes left here, and so I want to open up the closing argument for you here to sum up what you would really want our listeners to take home when they're thinking about these bioethical matters from a biblical worldview. The discussion that we've had over a couple of shows here concerning human cloning, embryonic stem cell research, what do you really want to drive home with people today? Well, you know, um, when Jesus came, when the Son of God came to earth, he didn't come as a dog, a frog, a monkey. He came as a man. And that really shows us just how much God loves people and values human life. It's only humans that are created in the image of God, and it doesn't matter how old you are or how many cells you are. Each individual is someone for whom Christ died, and that's what gives us value is that God made us and loved us, and Jesus died for us. Yeah, amen. The fact that we are made in the image of God and our value, our worth, comes from that fact and that reality, and we have to understand that if we would just understand that properly, that would help with a lot of these quote-unquote ethical dilemmas over things like cloning, stem cell research, all the things that we've been talking about, these bioethics issues. So thank you so much, uh, Dr. DeWitt, for being my guest here, and I do hope we get to visit about some other topics and issues in the future. I'd love to. Dr. David DeWitt, again, he is Dean of College of Arts and Sciences at Columbia International University in Columbia, South Carolina. I guess to discuss bioethics from a biblical worldview on the plumb line today. And thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so greatly blessed from hearing from you which means that you need to email me because I would love to hear from you if I haven't already. And even if I have heard from you already, reach out to me again. Share your comments, thoughts about the broadcast. Maybe you want to just say hi or let me know that you appreciate hearing the gospel proclaimed on the Plum Line. Reach out to me at this email, theplumlineradio at gmail.com, theplumlineradio at gmail.com. We'll see you next time on the Plum Line. The Plum Line has been sponsored by Reasons for Hope. Check them out at r4h.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.